Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay! Hi there! Hello! Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, episode 13. Hey, give it up for that band. That's BS and the Gossip Grill Girls. Take it away! You guys are so good! Yeah! Okay. You know, I think they get better every week. Every week that I listen to it, it just gets better and better. So how is everyone? Nice to have you back again. Uh, this is Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I am Sabrina Miller, the host and everything else, producer, creator, whatever. <laughs> uh, before we get started, let's just drop the website now. I've had some feedback, and people say they want to hear it at the beginning and the end. So you can find us on the web over at changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Search us out on iTunes or Stitcher. There's links at the webpage for both of those. So you got many options to find us, but really it, just go to that search blog spot for Changes in Latitudes podcast. Make sure you get the word podcast in there because if not, you're going to get a bunch of Jimmy Buffett stuff and other things too. So how is everyone? I hope you've been well. I've been good too, getting ramped up for the holiday season, especially with the little two-year-old that we have. So uh, we're excited. I'll share, I'll share more about that when we get a little closer or maybe after the fact. I don't know. Well, <laughs> whenever I can fit it in is when I'll fit it in, but definitely not this episode, I can say that. I hope you enjoyed last episode, the current trans movement. Uh, I know I kind of rambled on there, and uh, I, I hope I hope I didn't go too far in any one direction on my rambling uh, for anyone to handle. I, I realized in my final listen that maybe I should have edited some of this more, more some more of this out, but uh, you know, I, it's... I sell this podcast as a stream of consciousness podcast, and what better way to have a stream of consciousness podcast with me going off on a tangent about things and then trying to bring it back again. So <laughs> welcome to my podcast, my show. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, uh, let's get down to business. Um, this episode is all about my take on therapy. And... Uh, right up front here, I want to I want to say to everybody listening. Uh, well, well, thanks, thanks for listening, <laughs> obviously. But more importantly, um, please remember that these are my views, my thoughts, my observations, and that I am not the end all be all. Uh, you know, have the answers to everything. This is what I've used, what I'm uh, currently working with, uh, currently seeing, uh, just from my life experience. Um, I say it at the end, but I really wanted to make a point of that, that please don't take this as, you know, well, this podcast told me to go and do this. No, no, no. I didn't tell you to go do anything. I told you what I did and what I've seen and what I've heard and observed and whatever the case may be. Uh, I want to say it on this particular episode right up here because we're going to be talking about therapy. And a lot of, uh, uh, well, <laughs> therapy, first and foremost, is a very personal thing. 
it, by nature, by design, you know, that's, it's a very personal thing. And, you know, most people are not going to share what they have going on in their therapy sessions. I mean, specifically, they may see, say something generalized, but they're not going to share anything specific. Uh, unless, unless that's part of the therapy, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a gray area and a loose area that you can't really pin it down. But ultimately, um, don't take my advice. Try stuff out for yourself. I mean, take my advice. That's why I'm doing the podcast. I'm I'm sharing my experience so you can glean something from it. Uh, but don't, you know, say that you have to do anything I do. Okay. Enough said of that off the soapbox for that realm. First off, I, I, I believe that uh, therapy is 110% necessary uh, for, well, not a general term, that's trans-specific. If you're transgender and you're thinking about transition, basically the spiel that I have at the end of the, of the, the show, every show, um, you really need to start with therapy. And... Believe me, I know saying that I need to, believe me when I say to you, it takes a lot to tell yourself, I need to go see a therapist for whatever the case may be, not, not just trans, just in general, my depression, my anger issues, my oh, loss of a, of a, of a close one, you know, a grieving status. Um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of reasons to go to a therapist. Um, but with transitioning, it is, it, it's necessary, um, for, for good mental health to make sure that you are not, uh, well, the biggest thing is to make sure that you're not fooling yourself that maybe all, you know, certain problems will be fixed once I transition. Um, I mean, there are true truths to that statement. Of course, certain things will be better, uh, once you transition, once you've you know been in transition for a while, once you have totally transitioned, which I, I don't think is is it's a, it's a never ending thing because we're living entities and we change all the time, so it doesn't end. You know, it just um, the the cause and effect is less overwhelming in as time goes by. I mean, that's really it. But um, uh, therapy is so I, that's why I don't say it. You know, transition ends. Therapy is is a key. It it is something that you need to go through, and it takes a lot to tell yourself, "I'm going to go to a gender therapist," or "I'm going to go to a therapist because of my I have questions about my gender identity. I have issues about my gender identity." Saying that to yourself, and then saying it to the therapist or however it comes out, you know, in the therapist's office. Um, that's a big, big step, big step, big, huge step. I, I know I went through it. We, we, anybody that started transition has gone through it. Another reason that it's necessary is, um, bottom line, they're the ones that are going to give you the okay to start HRT hormone replacement therapy. They're going to give be the ones that give the, uh, well, in certain cases, full okay or partial okay to any sort of surgeries that you may need or want or desire or whatever the case may be. And they're, they're, they're your coach. They're your assistant. They're, they're, they are there to guide you through the most challenging parts and times of transition. And it's it's different for everyone. So what works for some may not work for others. For, uh, for a whole other part, it, they may need to do something completely different. I mean, it, it's such a personal experience, and that's how it's meant to be. 
So uh, the, the key is making sure you have a good therapist, somebody you trust, somebody you like, somebody that you feel good about saying, hey, I have this question, issue, um, I'm worried about whatever the case may be. That's why they're there. That's why they are there. I, uh, time out. I want to apologize for any crazy background noises during this episode. Yes, I am back in my Studio G for the garage. Yay, garage! At least it's a space that's private away from my son, so I don't have to keep stopping every 30 seconds, <laughs> which really messes up a stream of consciousness uh, podcast. But besides the point, the washer and dryer, uh, as well as a uh, uh, storage freezer, are are stored in the garage. It's where they live. And so if there's any background noise, it's one of those three things. And I apologize. I do my best to clean things up and keep it crisp and sharp. But I know every once in a while, some random sound from my environment sneaks into the podcast. Well, you know, hey, life goes on. Life happens. I'm doing something while I'm recording. Da, 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 da. So... <laughs> I don't ask me where that little musical uh, button came from from my crazy brain. Um, so enough of that. Sorry if there's any crazy background noise. I hope it doesn't distract. Uh, and now let's get back to on topic. So it's necessary because they're the ones that are going to give the thumbs up for any HRT that you want to have or try or do and any surgeries that you're any major altering surgeries that you're going to have. Usually you can narrow it down to top and bottom surgery for both uh, trans men and trans women. So um, so you want to make sure that you know, that's the that's the be- that's the way to go. Without that, uh, it's a lot harder to transition and um Everybody's going to say, get a therapist. Also realize that they're there to help you understand yourself. Uh, they objectively talk we talk you through any dilemmas that you may have, any concerns that you may have, and it changes week to week, session to session. Um, and sometimes you, sometimes you reach a point, reach a plateau where you're like, you know what? Life is good right now. I'm okay. And so you don't have any sessions for three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, two, two, two months, whatever. And then all of a sudden something happens and you need to go back and talk to them. And you go back and talk to them for three, four, five, six weeks. And then you're off again for another six, eight, seven weeks, whatever it is. Uh, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the goal, you know, um, making sure that you're on check with everything and that uh, whatever, whatever goals and, and challenges that, you, that the two of you have set up for yourself to, you know, to accomplish, um, get there. You know, they're, like I said earlier, they're your coach. I know a lot of, uh, well, I shouldn't say I know. I've heard of a lot of trans women or trans people in general um, that feel at times that the therapist is their enemy believe me that is the farthest furthest far farthest i can't speak tonight the furthest thing happening out there furthest thing because like i just said they're there to help you get to where you want to be they're there to make you sure you think about everything that's going to happen set your life up you know get your ducks in a row and and embark on this journey. I mean, think of it as 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 you know, a trip across the country or or a trip around the world or something. 
you got to prepare. You got to pack for the right things, and they're there to help you pack. Um, for the trans men out there, no pun intended. Um, and I guess for the trans women, you could pack your bra. So, okay, <laughs> no pun intended for either trans women, trans men. But I digress. Now, with me saying that they're not your enemy, well, they're also not your friend. I, they, there's there's got to be a professional level there. I mean, they're friendly. You're you know you're chummy per se, but they're they're not necessarily your friend in the sense of a friendship. I mean, they can like I said, some friendships can be built out of a, uh, a therapist um, patient relationship, but you know that's not the norm. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, they're not your friend. They're 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 there to do their job, what they've gone to school for. They're basically they're not there to hold your hand and tell you that everything's going to be okay. You know, they're there as a coach. That's that's the best way I can say it. They're there to 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 uh, help you achieve the next step and then the next step and then the next step and then the next step and keep your life on track as you would like to. You 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 set you set your own goals. There's nobody telling you what to do. But they're holding you to it. I guess that's the best thing. And then um they're not going to you know, they're not going to be upset that you didn't achieve whatever goal that you set yourself for. They're not going to be bothered. They're not going to be feeling let down like a parent would or like some friends would. You know, they're they're there as a coach. You know, they're there to pick you up off the ground and say, okay, dust off. Let's try this again. Um, That's the best. That's the easiest summation I can say. Um, In the past, and this is where, where I think some people get the... Uh, the whole um, enemy thing, thought process, is because they're they're uh, they used to be considered uh, well a gatekeeper, you know, key holder, because they were the ones that said you know HRT and this that and the other thing and go through the next steps of surgeries and and, and life process and what have you. Um, and so I could understand how in the past, since they were the ones saying yes or no, and there was no you know questions about it. Um, no way around it, that they could be seen as, as an enemy, but, but they're not. They're there just to follow procedure. And the cool thing about procedure is it's changed in the last, oh, I, I should remember this, within the last decade, the, um, the standards of care have changed and have moved away from what were known, what was known, I see I can't speak tonight, what was known as the Benjamin Standards of Care. And thank God they moved away from that. For the number one reason in my book, because they classified trans, uh, well, in, in, it's so antiquated, transsexualism, uh, with a mental disease. So any guy that likes to put on a dress and mess around with their partner, what, three, four, five, six times a year, maybe 12 times a year? I mean, I don't mean makeup. I don't mean the whole nine yards. I don't mean go out and, and you know, go to a bar or something like that. No, I mean the guy, that the fetish cross-dresser, okay? Okay? That one. We don't like to talk about that because that's not what we are as trans women, but we all understand it because, well, it's out there. It's part of culture. Um, that type of person would be considered, by the Benjamin Standards of Care, somebody with a mental illness. Some guy that just enjoys a fetish. Whatever fetish you may like, come on. It's not a mental disease. It's just you understanding what things get your mojo working. All right? Okay. So, um, moving on. 
um, the crappy thing about the Benjamin standards of care was you had to live full time as a woman, and that's what they called it back then, full time um, for a year before you could start HRT. Ah, that's pretty fucked up. Um, and before any other any other procedures could happen, anything, anything else, you had to live a full year. Um, and, and I mean everything, no hair removal. Well, maybe you could start hair removal because that was a private thing. But nonetheless, you had, to, you had to start living as a woman full-time before any major um, changes could happen. Pretty fucked up. Well, they stopped that. <laughs> and and it's a, in, my, in my book, it's, it's a good and bad thing. Um, I just hope that the, uh, uh, the therapist in this case, you know, really goes deep with the individual about wanting to start transition with HRT. That's usually the first step, um, along with hair removal. But um, they've got to really make sure, because these are, these are you know, <laughs> these are meant to change your body. So there are things that your body currently can do that will not be able to happen on HRT. So I just hope that certain therapists aren't just, you know, I mean, worst case scenario, giving hormones so this person would shut up asking about hormones, you know, uh, which unfortunately people work the system and that's just that. It sucks. Anyway, um, I'm so glad that the Benjamin standards of care are no longer valid. Um, and they t- took the, uh, the uh, gender dysphoria, uh, which it's uh, ca- called a gender identity crisis or um Disease, that's what it was. Gender identity disease, G-I-D. Yeah, they got the word disease in it. No, we are not diseased. We don't have an illness. We are just transgendered people. It's who we are. We are trans people. And so the uh, changes have gone away from that. And you don't have to live a year before starting anything major. You can you you go on your own path. And that's, the, to me, again, the beauty of it. Everybody is different so you know some people are on different dosage of hormones uh much like many women regular cis-born women um go find some talk to them about um uh their periods or their time of the month or their puberty you'll find that everybody goes through similar things and everybody goes through a lot of different things well the same thing's going to happen with us ladies same thing same thing because that's what these that's what these drugs are meant to do. That's what the hormones are meant to do. Well, getting off topic, I'm sorry. So along with this change from gender identity disease to uh, gender dysphoria, um, we, we've opened up a whole area of gray, uh, a, a big scale of gray. Um, and that's a good and bad thing because we as humans live on a scale of gray. And so, I don't know, it, it aligns more people with the right thought process, I guess, is the way that I'm saying it. Um, any, anyway, because the, the term transgender is such an umbrella term to, to, to cover cross-dressers, transvestites, transsexuals, genderqueer, genderfluid, uh, androgynous, uh, I, pardon me if I'm leaving any out, I don't mean to leave any out, but, you know, my brain can't hold it all in, <laughs> bear with me on that, um, and there, we all fall under the transgender umbrella, 
so since we all fall under the transgender umbrella, we all fall under the gender dysphoria area. And if any one of those people I mentioned chooses to have some sort of hormone replacement, it's their right through the, through that document there. I mean, you need the therapist, of course. And certain things and procedures are going to require, you know, a second opinion sort of thing, a second authorization. And that's, you know, everybody's different with that. Um, every insurance thing is different. Everybody's path is different. So don't, again, don't go by my way. Um, but I just think it opens up a whole more, a whole, uh, a whole larger group of people to, to fall under the transgender umbrella to finally feel more comfortable in their own skin. I, and to me, that's amazing, but it's not going to happen without therapy. Again, that's where you need to go to start with. Now, what I'm about to say is just my observation from my own life, more specifically with uh, a lot of the trans people that I that I've associated with over the last five or so years through the internet and in person, and and myself, <laughs> I've had to tell myself this too. The big thing that I see is we all get in our own way. We all put a lot of problems, a lot of speed bumps in our way to make the path more challenging and the key is recognizing what you're putting in your path to get in your way and not putting it there uh in saying this i am reminded of a joke that i don't remember where i heard it i i so i uh it's just it's what i heard and i don't it stuck with me for years because it's it's hard for me to remember a joke but this one this one sticks with me so it goes like this there's there is a uh now, the story says a priest, fill in your own hierarchy person, okay? Call, call it whatever, but your own, okay, whatever works for you. For my story, it's going to be a priest. Non-denominational priest. There we go. Um, he, where he lives, is experiencing a torrential downpour. Torrential downpour. And they're saying on the radio, oh, evacuate, get out, save yourselves. And as the water rises, um, he's, you know, standing on his porch. And this is a big porch, you know, like a six, you know, what, four or five feet off the ground porch, okay? So water is starting to rise to the porch. And uh, down the street comes this guy in a boat, little putt-putt boat, and says, hey, hey, jump on in. We'll take you to the uh, higher ground over here. Come on and save yourself. Let's go. And the priest, of course, being a religious man, says, no, 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 I'll wait. God will provide. God will take care of me. And the guy in the boat takes off. Well, the rain keeps coming down, and it's coming down, and it's coming down. And some people are starting to wonder if it's, you know, 40 days of flooding again. Not in this story, but I'm sure some, some people wonder that. And so uh, it's the rain still rising, and it's rising and rising. And now he's standing on the, uh, the roof of his house, and a... Uh, uh, a Coast Guard boat comes over and says, jump on in, come on, we'll save you. No, 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 it's fine. God will save me, God will protect me, God will take care of me. And the Coast Guard boat, all right, takes off. Finally, the waters rise, the waters rise. And now he's standing on the top of his chimney. And a helicopter is flying over, loudspeaker. You know, they're dropping the chain with the hook and the rope and everything. So... Helicopters, if you can imagine this, I might even add some sound effects into this. So here we go. We got the helicopter. We've got rain. We've got wind. 
probably got the occasional lightning happening. And we got this priest standing on the top of his chimney in the loudspeaker. We hear the Coast Guard. Bob the road. We'll save you. Take you to higher ground. And the priest yells back, No, God will save me. Don't worry about it. Well, unfortunately... We can kill the sound effects now. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the waters rised, and uh, priest, uh, fortunately, went uh, was not was not saved. And so he's uh, talking to Saint Peter at the gates, along with other people that unfortunately passed away in this uh, torrential downpour. So he's talking to Saint Peter. Peter's going through the list, looking for his name. He says, "Oh, you're not supposed to be here for another twenty years. What happened?" Didn't you get the two boats and the helicopter we say, sent to save you? Okay, it's not that great of a joke. But the moral is, the moral is, don't overlook something that's right in front of your face. Get out of your own way. In the story, the guy was so so worried and so assured that that his his savior will save him, in the story here, that he passed up three different things to save to save his life. Well, don't let crap of your own ignorance or your own self get in your way. Get out of your own way. It's the biggest thing I can say to, to anybody that is, is going through transition because we've got so many things going through our mind at almost any given time that we can get caught up in whatever thoughts are filling our head. Take a step back, breathe, number one, and realize... What what am I making a mount, what what molehill am, am I making into a mountain and get it out of your own way? <laughs> There's a saying I thought of as I was putting this uh, outline together for this show. Uh, it just popped in my head. I don't know if anybody said it before. Maybe I'm the first. I hope I am. That would be really cool. But um, <laughs> in my mind, I was I, I, as I was you know putting this outline together for the show i said at this point or at some point in my thought process stop pissing in the hole you'll never fill it up and that's so true so true um again with a more rain motif if you've got a hole and the rain is rain uh, rain is pouring well the water may rise but the water is going to soak back into the ground so no matter what no matter how much pissing you do in a hole you will never fill it up so get out of your own way (laughs) um you know plant a tree in this hole it'll at least give back to the environment you also have to realize that in the environment there are just a lot of negative things out there every day we are bombarded with negative things primarily because they're sensationalized by the news and everybody can be oh no such and such and thing is happening and oh no somebody did this and said that and was with somebody and this happened and oh no and no the kid this and oh poor thing and whatever the case may be they heighten the excitement to get you to watch the television for ratings so they can get more money from the advertisers that's hollywood so Try not to be taken in by that. Don't don't eat up all the news articles that are the stories that are out there. Something my father uh, ta- uh, taught me. I mean, it's 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 kind of out there in the thinking process, but it really, in my opinion, really works. And it's and I've I've lived long enough to see it come true. And if you think of of pointing, you know, sending your energy out, pointing, taking your fingers 
and pointing. And I mean the type of stylistic, you know, standardized pointing, not anything, you know, specialized or Disneyized or anything like that. I mean the type of pointing where you tuck your pinky, your ring finger, and your middle finger into your palm, your index finger's pointing out, and your thumb is either sticking out to the side, sticking straight up, or curled up by the uh, uh, middle finger or something. Okay? Well, if you're pointing pointing like that, the, you're, you're sending out energy. And, and we send out energies in other ways. Speaking, um, any motion we do with our body, that sends out uh, energy. And so if you were sending out whatever energy it is, positive, negative, indifferent, angry, whatever it is, you're going to get back three times the amount of whatever it is, positive, negative, indifferent, anger, fill it in, fill the blank in yourself, okay? It's the same thing with the news articles. When you're sitting there watching or reading whatever news articles are so horrible about, uh, well, anything, uh, trans women was the first thing that came to my mind, but really anything, you're feeding your subconscious this negative crap, and uh, people wonder why they have bad dreams, and that's because their their subconscious is digesting this this crazy news story that they heard. And we, we you don't need that. There's so much out there in the world. Why add to it? Why add to your own fear, your own anger, your own um, frustration just by watching too much news? Get enough to be involved. Obviously, any breaking stories that mean something, absolutely pay attention to that. But you don't need to get home at you know four in the afternoon and uh, watch news till seven o'clock at night or whatever, and then watch the eleven o'clock again. It's all repeated. There's nothing new. If there is anything new, believe me, they will interrupt whatever program, whatever other program you're watching. Your phone will beep with an alert, probably. Most phones do nowadays. So you don't need to be so submerged into it. Take a break. Take a break from the news. It's going to be there no matter what. And you really can't do so much with every single news article. Pick and choose your battles to protest about or um, share or whatever the case may be. Um, And instead of getting all that negative in, bring in positive stuff. Bring in things like comedies or movies or special family time or game night or whatever the case may be the list is endless do something positive and and I'm not saying every night you can switch it up every night but don't bring that don't bring the negative stuff in concentrate on positive and I know it can be hard to think of positive things I know it can be tough we all get down we all get bombed we all get bothered by things and it's really hard to turn the positive in, the, excuse me turn the negative into a positive you know you you're cooking and you burned your hand Ow, that hurts. I now need to take care of it medically with a bandage or an ointment or, a, you know, whatever the case may be, depending on how you personally handle your, your injuries and burns and whatever. And, you know, you could, you could dwell on the fact that that particular hand or finger or whatever can't be used to continue to cook or is out of commission for the next two days or whatever. Well, you know, look at it as a blessing that you don't have to cook for the next two or three days because your hand is injured. Hey, there's a positive. I like that. I don't have to cook. Okay, cool. You cook. It's it's hard to twist the the negative into a positive. It really is. I know. But if you spend a little bit of time a day focusing on it, you will. It happens pretty easily. You just got to think about it. Um 
And I bring all this up is because that's what therapy can do. If you if you're so bothered by whatever news articles that you see, you know, hearing that and this is very specific that a trans woman was injured or beaten or raped or killed or maimed or shut out or whatever the case fired, you know, whatever the case may be. First and foremost, realize and to ask yourself, is there anything that you can do personally do to help that individual? Chances are probably not. I'm sure there are cases when you can because it's a local story or something like that and you actually could help that individual. I get that. That happens. But ultimately, it's going to happen pretty, pretty, you know, not where you are. So you ask yourself, is there anything that I can do for that individual? Chances are no. But you can do help something for the cause. In, in the case of, uh, you know, my example here of a trans woman being injured or, or what have you, um, ACLU. Get, get, tell the ACLU or the Transgender Law Center that this happened and to contact this individual if that's your case, you know, or forward a news article on or, hey, did this catch your, your eye or whatever the case may be. There are so many different ways to do things. Um, but don't let it overtake your life, you know. That's the key. You need to come first. You need to be the one that, you know, gets the TLC before everybody else. You can put your heart out to everybody else, of course, but at night you got to come home and recharge your own battery. So you got to take care of you before you can start taking care of everybody else. Um, and that's, again, that's what your therapist is there to help you with. Help balance out whatever it is that you need to help balance out with. I like that word balance because that's what life seems to be a balance of things. And the balance can change. That's the cool part is the balance can change. And as long as you maintain balance, life will be good or life will be great. And if life sucks, well, sounds like you're out of balance. Uh, now, this next part um, regarding therapy, um, maybe a little off. Maybe, I don't know how many people are going to be on my side with this. And that's cool. Um, just bear with me. I'll, I'm going to be fairly quick on this little ramp ramp. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't talk tonight on this little tangent, uh, topic. And what I'm speaking of is the serenity prayer. Um, if you don't know what it is, Google it, uh, you'll find it. Um, it is usually used with 12 step programs. It started with triple, triple A. <laughs> no, no, not triple A. They're not going to tow your car with AA, double A, Alcoholics Anonymous. And it has since used, since been used into other programs that are similar, Narcotics Anonymous, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, if, if, if the word prayer doesn't work for you as an individual, because your belief, your religion just it doesn't jive it doesn't go together that's cool use a different word use it serenity thought a uh, serenity saying um serenity slogan um serenity uh, serenity mantra you know i mean there's fill in so many different words you don't have to use the word prayer and in the in the sense that it's used for 12 step programs when you kind of stop and think about it at least for me transitioning kind of is like a 12 step program now, I can only say that as kind of, because I personally have not gone through or, or needed to go through a 12-step program, but I have had three people very close to me go through it, and I've known through other friends and, and people at least another dozen. So I've seen how it's changed their lives, so I can say confidently that they went through a transition of their own. Well, if we're going through our transition, then I'll bet you the 12-step program would work pretty well for us. Maybe not exactly, but I'll bet you we could take a twist on it. So, the serenity prayer. 
Yeah, search us out anywhere on the internet. Uh, Wikipedia is where I went for it because I knew they would have it there. But it's, again, it's all over the internet. And I'm just going to say it, then I'm going to come back on saying a couple things. So it starts with, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. If you have an issue with the word God, switch it out for something. Whatever you want to say. Doesn't matter. Because that's not the important part. The important part is, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Those three sentences, that's the most important right there. And there is more to the serenity prayer, but this is what it's been narrowed down through over time. Again, mostly through AA. And this is what I'm familiar with, and damn, does it work. Stop, repeat that to yourself, and just realize that you're not going to change certain things with certain people, certain lifestyles, certain just certain things. You're not going to be able to change it. You personally cannot change it. You can change yourself. You can't change it. Which leads into the courage, courage to change the things. I can. Courage. Well, <laughs> taking the step to say, I am transgender and I'm going to be changing my gender from blank to blank, whatever the case may be. That takes a lot of courage. A lot of people say it takes a lot of balls, and it does. It does. It takes a lot of courage because you have to overcome that fear of rejection. So that's one thing. That's one thing that you change. You change yourself when you transition. And then the last thing, the wisdom to know the difference between the two. That means don't be stupid in your choices. <laughs> Understand what's happening and make the best choice for yourself. Now, on that, I know that there are some issues and some problems and, and whatever the case may be, you know, whatever label you want to use, that haunt certain individuals from within their own mind every day. I get that, that there are people like that. I get that. Those type of people absolutely need therapy and probably need some sort of medical prescription, something to help balance their life. Um... And the most I can say is I hope that you find it because that's part of your process of realizing that you need this to move on to your next level, whatever the case may be, trans or not. Again, back to that whole negative, bringing negative stuff into your, into your life, into your, into your body, into your mind. Um, there is, there's a lot of logic to the saying, ignorance is bliss. Um, now, I don't mean be totally oblivious to what's going on around you. That would be stupid. You need to know what's going on. But don't let it run your life. Don't don't make that news, you know, from 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock or whatever the case may be. Don't make that your evening. You don't need that much news. With so many people having smartphones and the computer, everybody has a computer at home. Uh, usually most people work with a computer. The news, if you want it, is right at your fingertips right there so you don't need to really watch it when you get home you kind of already know it okay well if you don't know it narrow it down to an hour maybe two hours because because of certain stories are not highlighted at certain hours i get that but you don't need much more news than that don't let it run your life um so be bliss but but don't be you know completely bliss you know um be bliss enough that's what i want to say um, and back to, uh, or continuing on with the whole bringing negative in, think of it as like a recipe. If you take rotten, you know, old ingredients, 
and try to make something. I don't know. Your choice. Uh, uh, cookies, uh, uh, omelets, uh, salad, whatever. If you take crappy, shitty, old ingredients and you make the dish, yeah, sure, it might be edible, but it's not going to taste that good. <laughs> I wouldn't really want to eat it all. You'd, you'd need a lot of ketchup or a lot of barbecue sauce or a lot of salad dressing or mayonnaise or something, whatever it is to help cover the taste, right? But then again, if you make that same dish with fresh ingredients, whatever those fresh ingredients may be, doesn't matter. The final product is going to be really fucking good because you took the time to use the fresh ingredients. Well, the same thing is in your mind. If you keep bringing in negative stories and negative thoughts and, and you know, the big what ifs that we all play with ourselves, you're going to get stuck in a whirlpool, whirlwind, spinning around, not knowing which, which end is up of confusion and negativity. You're, you're going to be so paranoid. You're going to be so just, ah, uh, that you won't even get to see the glimmer of light that's out there. You know, the little bit of hope that we all want to want to have, you know, hope that's out there. So clear away some of that negative stuff. Bring positive things in. Find something fun to do, whatever it may be. A crossword puzzle, solitaire, um, some other game with somebody, whatever it is. And, and fill your time with that. Fill your time with fun things. Well, yeah, uh, reading, you know, you read a story. I mean, a fantasy, or not necessarily fantasy, but a fun adventure story where the characters have fun, whatever it may be. Nothing, nothing dramatic, nothing negative. Have fun with it. And just realize that the more positive stuff you put into your, your body, your mind, the more positive stuff is going to come out of it. And you'll feel better. The other stuff is going to be there. You're never going to get rid of it. That's the stuff you cannot change. But you can change the stuff about yourself and just feel positive. Now, with all that said, I know it's easier said than done. Again, I mentioned this earlier. I'm still working through these things myself. We all are. We're human. And the key is to not beat yourself up when you fail because that's negative. So don't think about that. Uh, again, it's harder than, uh, hard, um, easier said than done. But that's what your therapist is there to help you with. They're there as your coach to help you get, your, get up, dust off, and do it all over again. Something else with getting out of your own way. Just something to think about. Um, now, I know in some areas of the country, this may not work for certain listeners, but for most people, you'll at least understand, or if not, know exactly what I'm talking about, which I think most people will know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the commute that you do every day, whatever it is, work, school, uh, store, church, um, playground, play dates, library, whatever the case may be, something that you drive to multiple times during the week, every day or at least every other day, okay? Something like that. Um, now, I realize some places there is only one way to get to one thing. I get that. There's places like that out there. There's one road. That's it. <laughs> you got it. But that's not every place. So I know that there's always some other way to get to where you need to be in case your main you know, thoroughfare, your main road is blocked. Um, think, think for just a moment how many different ways there are to get from point A to point B, whichever they are for you, and think about that. Think about those roadblocks as all the negative shit that's in your way. Whatever the negative shit is, just take another path. The key is knowing the path. So you got to think ahead. Hey, if this happens, I got to go do this. Whatever it may be. 
Uh, and, and that can work for a lot of different things in life. So just think of the traffic, think of alternate routes. And if you're from the Los Angeles or because I, I drove in Los Angeles for forever and I know this, there are some times that you do the forethinking, oh, yeah, if it's going to be heavy traffic here, instead of taking freeway A, I'll take freeway B and I'll get there on time. Da, da, da. Yeah, but then you realize that traffic is happening on freeway A after you've passed the junction to get on to freeway B. So then you got to rethink your thing. And this is, I'm, I'm rambling on before GPS days. So anyway, um, but you still got to think about the routes, even if you do have GPS. Anyway, just think of that as a way to get the stuff out of your way. Um, now I know that some of us may have, some of you may have, you know, physical ailments, physical things that are your roadblocks, let's say, um, I get that, you know, something, it could be easy, something easy, like, oh, my foot's in a cast because I did something to it. So for eight weeks or whatever, I can't, you know, use my leg the way I would like to, or my arm or whatever, you know, um, I, you know, that's not going to last forever. And then sometimes, um, you're missing, you're missing something, you know, physically missing a limb or a finger or something, you know, and for that, I sorry that you that you had to deal with losing that whatever that is if you happen to be a listener that is in that situation um but i'm sure it makes an interesting story and so i'm sure you can you that particular individual could probably take that negative into a positive right there anyway besides the point uh your ailment could also be mental i get that we all have our issues we all do. Every single one of us. Don't think you're alone. We all have some shit we're dealing with. Again, therapy can help you. The key is being honest with your therapist, which requires being honest with yourself, which requires saying things out loud and holding yourself accountable. And that's a scary, scary thing. I, I, I hear you. I get that. But just realize that that's what it's there for. Um, another way is to write out whatever you need to uh, talk about and give that to your therapist because then the information's exchanged and by you saying, you know, I can't talk about this, I can't openly say this right now, but I need to, I need to work on this. That's their job. That's their job. Also, as far as negative stuff goes, realize your environment, realize your surroundings. Don't put yourself in stupid situations if you can help it. Um, just, just be smart is the best thing I can say. Just be smart about where you are in your environment. And I say this specifically to trans women because growing up until you made the decision to transition, uh, you, most of the time, your, your, um, your presence isn't really noticed too often. Why? Because usually female presences, presences, presence are noticed by nature, by, because of nature by design, you know, female clothing is a little more uh, visually appealing. And I don't mean short skirts or low cuts or the things like this. I'm talking about something very pretty and feminine is meant to be pretty. <laughs> you know, it's, it's meant to look nice, not revealing. I don't mean anything like that. I mean, just nice clothing. So it's meant to be looked at. We're meant to wear makeup. 
Makeup is pretty. Makeup makes us look pretty. Most of the time, yes, you can use makeup to make yourself look less attractive, but that's not usually the goal of wearing makeup. I mean, if it is for you, hey, power to you. Have fun. Enjoy. Love life. Be yourself. But for most people that I know, makeup is meant to make you look better. So by nature, trans women are going to be looked at more. Be aware. Don't make stupid mistakes. About all I can say. Uh, if you have to go somewhere, try to go with a friend if you're able to. Um, you know, especially after dark or things like that. Just be smart. All the stuff that you're taught as a kid to be safe. Continue that in life. Okay. I want to touch on uh, prescription drugs because uh, therapists and other doctors can prescribe, you know, certain drugs out there to do certain things. Antidepressants, anti-anxiety, uh, uh, things like that. I don't think that when somebody goes on a drug like this or like that, that they realize it's meant to be a tool to help you get back on track. It's not necessarily the end-all, be-all. It's not like you're going to be needing to take this the rest of your life. Um, and, and a lot of people, I don't think, treat it that way. I think a lot of people think, oh, this is a pill. It makes me feel good. I'll keep on this the rest of my life. And that's not the case. It's meant to help you achieve whatever you need to achieve at that moment in time and move forward. Um, and so with that knowledge now in your own mind, just be aware when you're, when, when, if, if anything comes to your, to you that, you know, Hey, should I be taking this? Let's reevaluate my personal situation. And a lot of the time it may be, a lot of the time it may be, yes, for you in your particular circumstances, please take this. Oh, and then there on the other side, there's going to be, oh, well, I'm doing much better. I can, you know, wean myself off or go to a lower dosage or stop it completely or whatever. Again, consult with your doctor on that because they're the ones writing the prescription. But um, just be aware of what you're putting into your body. And, and I do mean in, in uh, hormones too. You know, if you're, if you're feeling off because of hormones, check with your doctor, number one thing. And I, I know some of you might be thinking, well, but Sabrina, you're not on HRT. That's right. As of this recording, no, I'm not. But I'm looking in the next, hopefully, two to three months to start. So more on that when that happens. But just be aware that the medication's there to help, and it's not necessarily going to solve all the problems. Um, I mean, HRT is something that you're going to have to take the rest of your life, but you're monitored by doctors, and it's slightly different. I'm talking about those other types of drugs that are meant to, oh, I'm feeling depressed, and I've got a lot of anxiety, and so I'm going to take this, you know, my doctor prescribed. I don't even know the names of the drugs because I'm really horrible with that, so I'm not saying anything. But you know the type of drugs I'm talking about. Realize that those may help you get back on track, and then it's your job to make sure you stay on track. Keep, it, keep communications open with your doctor. They'll help you. They'll help you. That's what they're there for. And now as we wrap up with therapy, um, realize that you are paying them. Technically. They are your customer. And that even if you have insurance paying for it, it's insurance on your behalf is paying for it. So if you're not feeling right about your therapist, if you don't feel that you're getting progress or if you don't think things are handled in the best way, first, you know, try to talk to your therapist about it. But if after making those attempts, if that doesn't work, by all means, try to find another therapist. Find somebody that's going to work for you. If it doesn't work for you, then then find somebody else. Um, maybe switch the gender of your therapist. You know, if you're seeing a woman now, maybe see a guy. 
if the guy, if you're seeing a guy, then maybe see a woman. It just, it just flip it up. Um, and I'll tell you, therapists are not going to feel upset because they're, it's a, it's a small community. They may even be able to refer you to somebody. They know that they're not going to work for everyone. So if a, if a patient is, is in the right mind to say, you know, this past, whatever, six months, a year, three months, two weeks, whatever, hasn't really been working. I don't think we've achieved our goals. They'll probably say something to try, you know, leave you on for another week or two or three. Give it a try. Give it a try. That's what they're there for. They're there to try to help you work through your things. Then after that, if that's not it, switch it. Switch it. Because it's not doing you any service. And that's the key. That's the thing. You're paying them for a service. And if you're not getting that service, find it somewhere else. Like a mechanic. If you go to a mechanic and they screw up your car, you're not going to go back again. Well, you might if that's the only mechanic in town. But you're not going to really want to. Anyway. Um, if it's not working for you, find someone else, uh, start with your LGBT center. I guarantee they'll be able to get you in touch with the right people wherever you are. And now believe me, (laughs) all my preaching and, you know, soapboxing about therapy. Again, I've said this a few times through, but, um, it's, it's tough to deal with your own things. And the reason I can say therapy has helped and therapy will help if as long as you give it your best and don't close off and be open to the, to whatever's said and be open to sharing scary things, fearful things, things that you don't want to even say out loud to yourself. But the moment you do, your world will start getting better. I promise. Now, some of you are probably wondering what my things were. Well, again, therapy is a very personal thing, but because this is a personal project that I'm recording for this show, this each, you know, each episode I you know share some of what some of whatever. Um, it's helped me. Well, everything I just told you, it's helped me realize a lot of those things. Okay, okay. Um, it also helped me deal with some anxiety, um, slight depression, not really depression, um, depressive moments. Um, and some, uh, some anger, uh, issues and such. And that's what's, that's what's helped me with therapy. Um, validating a lot of thoughts that I've had throughout my life in the word, in the, in the realm of, uh, of transgender and transition, uh, really helped me realize that a lot of the things that I saw in myself and thought about things and myself growing up validated 90% of it, 90% of it validated, um, uh, uh, what's a good, uh, uh, little, uh, signs, little, little signs that transition was for me. So, so that's what, that's what it was. What that's what therapy was for me. So again, lastly here, last I'm going to say about it, um, a therapist is key, but you got to be honest with yourself and you got to be honest with them. Without that, you're not going to go anywhere. Secondary topic real quick here. Something fun, something exciting that I got a chance to do over the last couple weeks. Um, Okay. 
quick little history lesson about myself and my wife, Rebecca, who you can hear on previous episodes. One of the things that she does is sing professionally. She has a fantastic voice, uh, both the the sort of uh, choir uh, blending sort of singing and then stand out and be heard soloist. I mean, she's just amazing. And she had the opportunity here in San Diego to sing with the choir that was used in the production of Hunchback, the no- Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, produced by Disney. It's going to Broadway. Um, it's on its way to Broadway, I think, is, is what I should say. Hey, everyone, it's me, and I'm working on the edit of the show, hence the sound effects you're hearing. Um, and I realized that I left out a very important component when I actually sat down to record. Um, no, Rebecca is not that involved with the production that she's going with it to Broadway. She is, uh, one of the locals that was hired to sing in the choir of the show. This particular show has a choir, um, uh, 32 singers every show that are from local choirs, so the next town they hit up, they're going to be hiring local singers to sing. It's just the nature of the beast. And she was lucky enough to be one of those uh, through the production. So it was cool. Um, I just wanted to clear that up so nobody's, like, stressing out about, oh, my God, the, the wife's going away. No, 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 and no. So um, <laughs> that is all. Now back to uh, whatever the hell else I was saying. Didn't get a discount, had to pay full price. So don't think that was anything special. She didn't even, she had to pay to see the show. So nonetheless, um, but because she was in the show, we got a chance to see it. We as in mother-in-law and myself, at separate times because we had to watch the kid, but (laughs) we got a chance to see it. And it was amazing. And the reason I'm sharing it with you, uh, one, it's a light, upbeat, upbeat change from what we were just talking about. Something exciting to see. And this story is kind of sad, but it's done so well. Um, now, I know some of you might be thinking, but the Disney movie was so whatever, blah, 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 fill in your own descriptive words. Um, I know it wasn't a good one. I couldn't make it through it. It's not one of my favorites. And I am a Disney fan. I like Disney things. I just couldn't make it through that particular um, animated, animated movie. It's different than that, totally different. It's not meant for kids under 12. 13 and above is the uh, ticket uh, sale, so I guess it's PG-13. The actors are amazing. The usage of music and space and set and design was incredible. So any of you listeners out there that get a chance or can find the chance to see Hunchback, Hunchback of Notre Dame, anytime, you know, Search it out, internet, Google it, you'll find it. Um, It started here at the La Jolla Playhouse, and it's on its way to, I think uh, my wife said New Jersey was its next stop, and then then Broadway sometime in the next, you know, future. So if if you're in that part of the country and you get a chance to go and see it, I'm telling you, (laughs) go and see it. And for those that have been listening to the show for a very long time, uh, know my background is in theater. And so when I say go see something, it's coming from a place that has seen a lot of theater. And I can say this. Uh, when I saw that piece, the evening driving home, I said to myself, I have not seen a piece of theater like that in 20 years, 
there hasn't been a show like that that moved me so much in 20 years. Uh, and so it was done right. And I really hope that they, uh, that they sweep the Tonys, to be honest. Um, Bill, they, it is good. So if you get a chance to see it, go and see it. Right, 30 day challenge this is question number four question number four how did your family take it when you came out and if you're not out why aren't you um well i think i addressed most of this during episode three uh i titled it overwhelming support and that was the feedback i got from friends and family um wow that was that was 10 episodes ago <laughs> 10 episodes wow time is flying anyhow um, to give you the Reader's Digest version, um, first, go back and listen to episode three if you get the chance. Take the chance. Go for it. Do it. Um, and as the title suggests, it was overwhelming the amount of support I received. Um, I was very nervous in the coming out process, uh, addressing it to my family. and um, But once getting over that fear, I was okay with it. That nervous, that nervous energy, that little nervous fear. Um, but once to get over it, I, it was tough. To be able to come out to myself, my mother had to pass away. It was one of the catalysts. So uh, go back, I think, unless uh, episode two, <laughs> I, I talk about um, my coming out process. Um, but what kept me in the closet for so many years is the thought of what will my family think? So I had to get over that. It took me a long time. Um, you know, will my family disown me? Um they haven't, not yet. I'm still in touch with them as much as I was in the past. And I, I keep getting, um, you know, uh, little check-ins we'll call. And, and that's, that's sweet. That's really nice that they'll do. Um, as far as uh, the coming out process, uh, one of the more challenging ones outside of family, well, I'll consider her family because she pretty much was. Um, I call her my work mom. And... Uh, Unfortunately, she passed away in January 2014, um, and it was only two months after I came out to her, and she's so sweet. The first thing out of her mouth was, oh my God, if I said anything to offend you, I am so sorry. And the thing was, even if she had said something that may have been construed as offensive, I never took offense to it because I knew exactly where it was coming from. A lighthearted joke, poking fun, making fun of in a positive way, not negating whatever it was she happened to be talking about, if it had anything to do with, uh, well, general LGBT. Because she's had, she, I think she in her life, because she was 60... Three, sixty-four, sixty-five, sixty-four, sixty-five, somewhere right in there. And, and I, 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 I hate myself that I cannot remember. But uh, I knew where she was coming from. I knew where her thought process was when she said whatever she said that that she thought might be offensive. So I miss her dearly. I only got a chance to really open up to her for about a month and a half before she got sick and then went to the hospital. And she didn't come out of the hospital alive, <laughs> alive. 
Um, so in that fear of coming out, um, just be aware that some people may not even know they're being offensive if they say something. I mean, you'll know when the person is being offensive. You'll know. But some people just may not be, may not even be aware. So, you know, if that w- one person misgenders you or whatever, don't rip it, it, rip into them right away. Give them a chance. I don't know how I got off on this tangent. I'm sorry. Um, 30 day challenge is how did your family, oh, how did my family take it? Uh, work mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she took it wonderfully. Um, and I, I just wish I had more time to, uh, to, to spend with her. Um, but my family in general took it very well. There's a few out there that just kind of said, well, you got to do what you got to do. And that's fine. That's how they live their lives. So, um, I'd love to hear your answers to the 30 day questions. So listen to the end of the episode to get in touch with me and my emails there, blogspot, all that stuff. You can reach out there and just get in touch with me and talk to me about the 30 day challenge. Okay, listener feedback. Now, I know I'm running real long, so I'm going to do this as quickly as possible. I really wanted to say specifically to Porter T, Peter K, and Caitlin G for interacting with me on the Facebook page. You, th- The three of you consistently always have something to, you know, to comment about or you like the status or whatever it is. So I wanted to say thank you. Um, now, what I want to share is kind of weird. It feels very weird. Because when I sat down to record episode 12, the last episode, and I asked you listeners to help share the Facebook page and the show and help boost the likes and such, um, <laughs> when the episode dropped, be, well, before the episode dropped, really, or when, the, yeah, no, before the episode dropped, I looked and the Facebook page, the Facebook likes had jumped four, five new likes. And it was just kind of weird because I had asked you guys to do it and you did it before you even heard it on the podcast. (laughs) So however you're, however you're sharing the show, thank you so much. I really, really do appreciate it. It's, it's uh, like I've said before, it's a very synergistic thing. Uh, Speaking of Caitlin G, she and I had a nice little uh, message, conversation message through Facebook and uh, she's a fellow trans woman, very close to my age. And in the brief conversation that we have, it seems that she's had a lot of similar experiences. So it's wonderful to have a, a, uh, a sister out there that's experiencing a lot of the same things. And in that, uh, she asked me what I thought of the song by Kate Pearson, Mr. Sister. I'm going to get to that a little bit later, <laughs> a little bit later. Um, but uh, more importantly, I want to try to get Caitlin on the show as a future guest. This is in the new year. Nothing before, <laughs> nothing before New Year's. Um, mostly to share her story and just just so you don't have to listen to my voice every single episode. <laughs> so, uh, Caitlin G. After the holidays, let's get in touch with one another and we'll figure out some time to Skype. Um, and speaking of that, I'm looking for other guests. So if you're out there and you want to, you know, sit down, have a conversation with me, ask me questions, I'll ask you questions, talk about whatever's going on in the world. Probably trans-related would be better than non-trans-related, but hey, we can talk about anything. Um, Get in touch with me. I would love to have you. Uh, If you're in the San Diego area, I would love to meet up with you and record live, because that just makes a better conversation. 
But hey, if you're out, if you're not in the San Diego area, we can use Skype and we'll record it that way. So get in touch with me and we'll make this happen. Oh, and if you want to or feel the need to alter your voice so you don't give yourself away, I can totally do that for you. And I can give you a sample of what the conversation will sound like before I even get it published. That way you're confident in whatever you say being, you know, not in your own voice, if that's a concern. So nonetheless, get in touch with me. Now, long-time listeners realize that this is a brand-new sound effect, and that's because when I was putting my outline together, I had a little section that I called Trans News, and I realized right away that I didn't want to have to search the Internet for some trans news article out there every single episode. If anything big happens, it'll come my way, and I'll use this area when I want to. So that's what this area is. This is the Trans News. And uh, it, it, it's actually specifically answering Caitlin G's question about um, the song Mr. Sister. And I'll say this. When I first heard it, because I, I had, had not heard it at all when she asked me, and I YouTubed it. And I didn't watch the video when it was playing. I just kind of listened to the song, and it was going in my headphones and whatever. And it was catchy. It had a good beat, had a good rhythm, kind of kind of outdated pop rock. You know, I mean, it really reminds me of the B-52s. So, OK, fine. And that's that's good. I mean, I enjoy that sound. Um, and, and, and the the music was OK. I, I heard part of the lyrics. I didn't really hear a lot of the lyrics. And it was OK. It was it was decent. And then I started listening again and again. And I started hearing more of the lyrics and realizing this is really all oh, pretty, fairly offensive to just women in general. Uh, just because of what it's saying, uh, the whole um, uh, be- being beautiful. And I don't know how it's said seems as if if you're considered not beautiful, it's not a good thing to be a girl or whatever the hell the lyrics are. I don't really care at this point. But bottom line, it, it just makes it seem as if not every single one of you, of us, is beautiful in our own way. It seems that only a special certain percentage are. And to me, that's not fair. That's not equal. Um, then I got a chance to watch the video, unfortunately. And I, again, the more I heard it, the more I disliked it and disliked it. And the, by the time I watched the video, I did force myself to watch the whole thing just so I could talk about it. I, I hated it even more. In fact, I think I turned the volume down near the end because I'd heard it so many times before. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly care for it. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's really positive on a whole. You know, I, I, that's that's my initial reaction. And then I did some searching on the internet and found the found a Huffington Post uh, article about it, and then that just sent me off the edge. I can't believe that she's trying to pull this off as a trans anthem, transgender anthem. Um, first of all, y- you don't proclaim that yourself. Francis Scott Key didn't say, here, I made the national anthem. No, it was deemed the national anthem by other people, not him. He did the work. Yeah, that's cool. But, <laughs> uh, or he wrote the words. Somebody else wrote the music. Um, that's cool. That's totally fine. So you, you can't declare it an anthem on your own. You know, it takes a 
you know, a group of people to do that. Um, and I don't think the trans community is going to nominate this particular song as a theme or an anthem because it doesn't seem to embody transgender people at all. It just, I don't know. It, I got so tired of hearing it that I just stopped and, and really to comment on this more, I should probably hear it again, but I just don't fucking want to. Um, because my mind started thinking, okay, if she thinks that this is going to be, you know, the new trans anthem, uh, fine. Um, fine. That's your, that's your thought. I hope, I hope you would achieve your goal. If that's your goal, I don't think you will, but good luck to you. Um, uh, oh, 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 and watching the damn video. I don't know who that actor is. I, I, I missed it the first time or in the beginning of it when I first saw him. But I do not like that actor. Um, I, I only know him from from some show on Netflix. I think it was Portlandia. I don't know. And if you're a fan, please don't take offense to this. It's just what I watched and said, nope, don't want it. I think I watched two, three, maybe four episodes, couldn't get into it, and he annoyed me the most. So I, I just, he, he annoyed me in this video as well. Um, now, I don't know his history. I don't know his acting history. I don't know what else he's been in. I don't know where he studied or anything like that. I just know that what I saw on um, uh, that, that show on Netflix, I think it was Portlandia. Not entirely sure. Don't want to go back and look it up because I don't care to waste the energy to do so. But I recognized him from that and said, no, do not want, do, I don't like him. I just don't like the way he comes across on camera. Really, I just don't like the energy he exudes. Plus, I think it's a really bit bold to, to, to say you're going to be, you know, writing a song for any specific thing. Unless somebody, you know, says, hey, you're a good music writer. Why don't you come up with an anthem or a theme? That's different. Somebody's already telling you to do that. Don't write a song and then say, oh, hey, use this. Let, let the people nominate it. Um, and, I, the, oh, the title. <laughs> the title. Uh, it, it, uh, to me, sounds like she's promoting the drag queen community, Mr. Sister. It sounds, sounds like there's more duality there and there is no duality, not, not really any duality being uh, transgender. Yes, there is with the gender fluid and the gender queer. I'm talking about the male to female transgender woman. Uh, I just don't, I don't see the song really suiting. Okay. I don't see it being trans-specific. I see it being gender-fluid, gender-queer, and uh, 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 drag queen. I see it suiting them, but I don't see it suiting trans women. And, you know, the more I think about it, um, the more I think it's a disservice to all women, really. So... Enough said about that, and um, I only use this trans news area for stories like that, so probably won't hear it again for a while, <laughs> unless some story comes up. All right, next episode. Next episode. Well, before we get to that, thank you so much for listening. I know I rambled on again this this episode. Thank you, thank you. I don't mean to. But uh, it's just one of those important things to think about. Therapy is the key, and it, you're not going to get anywhere positively without it. All right, next episode. How the Internet Helped Me Come Out. 
or at least my process of coming out. So I'm going to tell you about that. Plus, it is the last episode of 2014. Huzzah! I'm so happy about that. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. Time for takeout. No, I'm sorry. Outtakes. I want to know how much I'm catching of the crap in the background. That's what I want to see. Uh, It doesn't look like much. And uh, these levels are looking good, so this is good. Yay! Take one. Where's my drink? So, how is everyone? I hope that you have been good. Take that again. Another reason that it's uh, necessary... Well, let's try that again. That was a little loud. Um, the, uh, lawn, the, <laughs> try that again. A trip around the world or bump the microphone. Now, with me saying that they're not your enemy, that's loud coming in. Basically, they're there to help your, help, help hold your hand and, and, uh, in the loudspeaker as I bump the mic. Didn't you get the boat, the helicopter, the two boats and the helicopter we got for you? Didn't you get the didn't you get the two boats and the helicopter we say, sent to save you? And I know it bumped the mic. Now, I know that some of us have, you know, maybe some I can't talk tonight. We're meant to we're now, long-time listeners... I bumped the microphone. Now, long-time listeners realize that that's a brand-new sound effect. <clears throat> and anybody out there thinks uh, thinks I'm wrong, that's... Well, I'll just cut that part out. <clears throat> You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you. So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, First, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, 
always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2014 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening.